and ironically, at the healthiest that I had ever been in my whole life, in just my early 20s, I got really sick. I got bedridden sick. From Nat's Numbers, I'm Nat, and this is the Numerology Chick Podcast. Let's decode the superpowers in your chart and in the people around you to create magic, synchronicity, and empowerment in your life. Hey you, welcome back. This is episode 62, and this is a little bit of a different installment of the Numerology Chick Podcast. Today, I'm going to be answering a listener question. This question comes from Alexandrine, and she asked about my story. She asked, when did I discover my numbers and how did discovering my numbers shift my perception of myself and of my life? So I'm excited to share the deets with you. My hope is that by sharing my story, a couple things will happen for you. Number one, I hope that you'll have a deeper understanding of numerology and of this work and how I see it that you will walk away feeling a little bit more enchanted and a little bit more inspired by the incredible synchronicity and accuracy of the numbers of these fingerprints of God. And I also hope that maybe some of the things that I share in my story, the hardships and the challenges that I faced, that you relate to so that you know that you're not alone. You and I are in this journey together, discovering our power, our creator, and elevating our lives. Now, before I get into all those juicy details, I first want to say thank you to all of you who have joined me in the October numerology challenge and activating this number four to elevate our lives. If you didn't know about this challenge, make sure to go back to episode 61. Everything that you need to know is there and there are still days left in October to activate this energy and benefit your life. I also wanted to say thank you to those of you who over on Instagram and on Facebook have been commenting, have been making your presence known. You guys rock. I'm so lucky to have such a positive, uplifting audience. And also thank you to those of you who donated at the beginning of the month to support this work so that I can keep on producing this free content. And for those of you who commented over on Google Play and iTunes and rated the podcast. These little things, they make a huge difference. I'm so grateful for you. Okay, so now let's get into my story. How did I discover my numbers and this weird, wacky, hippy-dippy-trippy work of numerology? So I think the first place to start is in my childhood. And the reason I think this is really important is because with my clients, this is a huge, huge epiphany. You know, when we look back on our lives, we see these themes. We see that we were a particular way. We had particular traits and gifts and a unique flavor of magic. But we didn't see it when we were a kid. We didn't really acknowledge it when we were teenagers. We didn't value it in our early 20s. We were too busy trying to be like other people or our magic just seemed so ordinary because we were born with it. 
So my hope is by sharing with you my early story, you'll also start to ponder what those themes were in your upbringing, your interests, your preferences, what set you apart. I was a weird kid. I was the kid at eight years old asking, okay, if God exists, then who created God? And then the guy that created God, who created him? was asking about the meaning of life and why we're here and why are there murderers? Why is there evil? I think I asked these questions because I was lucky enough to grow up in a very spiritually progressive household. Both of my parents were hippies, gone, responsible. (laughs) My dad, you know, before my sister and I were born, he lived on Haight-Mashbury. He lived next to Jerry Garcia. My mom went to Woodstock, right? But they wanted us to also have a deep foundation. They wanted us to be exposed to different beliefs as well. My mom was raised Irish Catholic, and so she sent my sister and I to Catholic school for nine years. Nine years of plaid skirts and stations of the cross. I'm so grateful for every single moment because that was the start of my quest. I was there for a reason. I was searching for myself, searching for where I came from, searching for my creator as early as I could remember. When I learned that God listens to our prayers that night, I was so excited. I went to my bedside on my knees and dramatically prayed as loud as I could so everyone in the house could hear. asking God to speak to me. And there was silence. Later on, my dad sent my sister and I to a Buddhist monastery for summer school. And it was the same story there. I sat in these big, beautiful temples lined with golden Buddhas. And we were taught to meditate and listen to the gongs and smell the wafts of Nag Champa and approach that silence. And I was waiting for the silence to say something. Anything? <laughs> but nothing. So at a certain point, okay, I decided, listen, maybe I'll find myself and find where I came from if I become an astronaut and I touch the stars. And the reason I thought this was because the only time as a child that I felt that feeling of significance, that feeling that there was something bigger than me, was when the sun would set and the stars would pop out from the sky. So back then, to become an astronaut, you had to become a fighter pilot. So I decided, I'm going to become a fighter pilot. I think I was 13, I passed ground school, I started to log in hours up in the sky in a Citabria, an acrobatic airplane, and it was fun, but something was missing. So when it came time to go to college, the only thing that made sense to me at the time was to major in religious studies and philosophy, because I thought, well, listen, maybe, maybe the creator... Maybe the creator authored many books. Maybe he left clues about me and about the universe woven in these stage plays of tradition and belief. 
I didn't stay there long, though. I was searching for my home, my cradle, my creator, in the hope that I would somehow find a friend, a companion. And instead, I fell in love. I dropped out of college and started a family. Through this whole process, kid to teenager to young adult, I struggled wildly. I was crippled with anxiety as a child. I was enmeshed in drug addiction as a teenager. I was overweight. I was insecure. I was ill all the time. I was giving myself and my power away to anyone who wanted it because I didn't even know I had any power at all. At a certain point, I decided that maybe, maybe what I was searching for, maybe it's just in the physical world alone. Maybe that's where my power is. I was tired. I was exhausted. <laughs> and, um, and also, by happenstance, after the birth of my first daughter, I got a job at a metaphysical bookstore and crystal shop. And it was wonderful. Gosh, it was the time of my life. It was so much fun. But one of the things that I learned there was that in the spiritual New Age movement, it's, it's just as much wrought with the misuse of power, with corruption, as any other spiritual place that I confronted. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to stop looking in that direction. And I decided to become a nutritionist. So I got a degree in nutrition education. I started my own private practice and I became obsessed with walking my talk. You know, I was the friend on New Year's Eve drinking herbal tea while everybody else was having champagne. I ate an immaculate diet. I worked out like an athlete. I was in the best shape of my life. I was trying to gain dominion over this physical world because at that point I thought maybe that's all that there is. And ironically, at the healthiest that I had ever been in my whole life, in just my early 20s, I got really sick. I got bedridden sick. And the doctors, the specialists, they didn't, they didn't think I was going to get better. And Alexandrine, it was here that I discovered my numbers. It was at this point in my life that I had my spiritual awakening. I don't know. I know that spiritual awakening sounds cheesy and honestly in the moment that is not what I would have called it. You know, there wasn't some bright column of light and a voice from above calling out to me. No. My spiritual awakening was messy, desperate, and extremely lonely. I think actually that's how they all are, aren't they? You see, the best stuff of the physical world, including really wonderful, intelligent people, none of it could make me better. So I was forced, I was forced to look in a new direction. I was forced to look behind curtains, through windows, and into realms, spiritual realms, that I didn't even remember or know were there.
that was when my life changed forever. There is this old box of books that I had stored away when I was a teenager, and at the top was a numerology book by Matthew Goodwin, an MIT mathematician. And just for fun, because I was bored, honestly, I read it. And uh, when I crunched my numbers, I felt what I had been searching for my whole life. I felt what, as a child, I tried to feel when I was praying and meditating. I found what, as a teenager, I had tried to reach out and touch as I was flying. And I experienced what I think the mystics might have talked about for thousands of years. I, I rubbed shoulders with that presence, that intelligent energy behind existence. I learned that I was an eight life path in numerology and it gave me chills because the eight, it was a number that I was obsessed with when I was younger. I used to scribble it on my notebooks in elementary school and I even remember this snapshot moment when Mrs. Howlett wrote the number eight on the chalkboard. (laughs) I was fixated. I couldn't stop staring at it. Somehow, I knew the eight was my number. And then when I studied what the eight represents as a symbol and what it said about me and my purpose, because it was my life path number, I was, um, I was drawn to tears. I can feel it even now. In that moment, I knew exactly why I was sick. I wasn't being me. I wasn't being the person that the creator designed me to be. The eight is the powerhouse, the boss, the manifester. At the time, I was under the thumb of multiple authority figures. I was trapped. I was trapped in a sort of uh, submissive state. One that I chose, but nonetheless was unaware of. And I also learned that the eight... It's the bridger of two worlds, the spiritual and the physical. (laughs) I had to laugh because um, I had tried both in my life, right? The spiritual realm, the physical realm, but I hadn't figured out a way to merge those two worlds together. So I applied the wisdom of my life path number. (sighs) And I got better when no one said I would. It wasn't just about knowing my life path number. It was about embracing it. It was about going out in the world and making choices and making changes based on this mission that the universe gave me. Gosh, and within a matter of weeks, I was out of bed and I was walking again. It was like my my body felt like it had life in it. And when I crunched the numbers of my friends and family, the coincidences were unreal and impossible to ignore. My father, a double nine, a nine life path, nine expression number, the nine, the humanitarian, are you kidding me? He had been a political and peace activist my whole life dragging me out to protest as a teenager, you know? We would lay our bodies out in Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. 
<laughs> now I knew why. It's how the creator designed him. My sister, a double six, a six life path, six expression number, of course, the caregiver. She had devoted her whole life to creating a family and then taking care of them, being the hub, the center, the caregiver of this community. She sacrificed anything and everything for those she loves. Yeah, a double six. I kept going. Every boss that I had ever had was a seven life path. All my girlfriends at the time were fives. <laughs> these synchronicities, these numbers, these patterns, they were the fingerprints of God, the fingerprints of a divine intelligence behind existence, and they were leading me back like breadcrumbs to the true spark of who I was and who we are and why we're here. Now, Alexandrine, you asked me a very specific question. You didn't just ask me about my story. You asked me how discovering my numbers changed my perspective of myself and of life. So, first of all, confronting the accuracy of this tradition, it changed my life because it was the first time that I was able to actually feel God and to feel the creator and to find a way to communicate with this beautiful friend in such a way that felt like it had integrity, that felt healthy. That's the first most important piece that I hope I'm communicating in this episode. The numbers are these incredible, incredible fingerprints of God they are a language of a supportive field of energy behind our lives. If that's the only takeaway that you get from my story, I will thank my lucky stars. Because a lot of us have been disillusioned. We need to rehabilitate our relationship to the divine. I think that this is a great tradition to do that. Now there's something really important to address the second piece of how my numbers changed my perspective about life and about myself. They helped me finally accept who I really am. I revealed in this episode the discovery of my life path number. And that by discovering my eight life path, I stepped back into my power in this world. Our life path number describes where we are meant to go to feel on purpose and fulfilled out in the world. But that was just the first puzzle piece. <laughs> you know, it's funny. People still think numerology is this fun party trick. When... It really is this, this magical, ancient wisdom that can transform your life. It wasn't until later that I really embraced my nine expression number and where my business and my financial success took off. It wasn't until even later 
that I truly accepted my 11 hearts desire. It was actually through a painful divorce that this was awakened. This knowing that I had been suppressing a fundamental need that I was born with, a need for an intimate, spiritual partnership. It wasn't until later that I embraced my seven personality, the part of me that needs privacy, that needs to be reading a book instead of socializing with a bunch of people. So I suppose to answer your question, Alexandrine, what I would say is that discovering my core numbers has been an absolutely fun, fulfilling, enchanting adventure. One that I still am on each and every single day. Because we have to remind ourselves whenever we wake up of who we are. That's why spiritual practice is so important. That's why I post over on Instagram me doing the zero point feel technique in the morning because if we don't have some kind of anger in the morning if we don't recall and remember the way that the divine designed us if we don't make a sacred space for it we fall back into that default mode of being of pretending to be someone else this is a a way of life embracing the uniqueness of who we are I know what it's like to feel powerless and to feel insecure. I was there. I know what it's like to feel that there's something wrong with you, right? Like, why am I so different from the people around me? Why am I different from the people that I love the most? I know what it's like to have no idea why the hell you're here on this planet or in this life. I know what it's like to to pretend to be someone else simply because you don't know who who you even are. And I know what it's like to look up at the stars and yearn for that friendship and support of the big wide open space that we call the cosmos. And I've been lucky enough and blessed enough to now know how to get out of that state and step back into confidence, connection, happiness, and success with these numbers, with this language of the divine. So I hope that my story has been inspirational for you. And if there are any follow-up questions about my story, about me, please do not hesitate to comment on the blog and let me know because I can definitely include them in future episodes. If my story really hit home, then make sure to book a session. There's always a link in the show notes to do that so that you and I can dive in one-on-one into your numbers and not just learning about who you are, but learning how to apply that magic into your life so that you can elevate and up-level to new lands and new territories and live the life of your dreams. Okay, guys, as always, thank you so much for joining me. And I will talk with you very soon in the November numerology forecast. And you are going to be so flippin' excited 
when you hear about the November numerology challenge. (laughs) If you thought the October numerology challenge changed your life, just wait. November is going to be a game changer. So stay tuned. (laughs) All right, big hugs.